Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. It is our first podcast after Donald Trump's pretty astonishing press conference, the first press conference he's had in about 200 days. And we'll start with, uh, no, I won't be taking your question, Mark Hemingway. No, no, I won't, Mark Hemingway. I will not call on you, Mark. You cannot make it. No, I'm looking for somebody else to talk to besides our own Mark Hemingway. Uh, unfortunately, I'm the only one in the room, Michael. Why don't you tell me that it's not appropriate for me to not call on you, which is what CNN reporter Jim Acosta did in the middle of that press conference, just one of the many holy moly moments. That was the the real cherry on top, uh, I think, uh, after... Well, for people know, who missed it, what happened? Well, after pushing this report um, that... Trump was involved in everything from uh, um, Russian espionage to, shall we say, non-traditional sex acts um, that was quickly, and aspects of the report were very quickly debunked. Let Um, me just say right there that watching the media cover Trump makes me long for the good old days of Bill Clinton Clinton when all you had to explain to your kids or watching TV was what a Monica moment was. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so pretty insane allegations. Yeah, CNN went with these insane allegations, and during the press conference, Jim Acosta of CNN uh, piped up after Trump had said something derogatory about the report, demanding that he get a question because Trump was mentioning his news organization and he just would not shut up. After Trump made it clear, he was not going to respond. And at one point, Acosta said, Mr. President-elect, that's not appropriate. Um, I, I mean, I, I honestly don't know where to begin. You know, you accuse the man sans evidence of doing things involving prostitutes mm-hmm. that would make all of us blush, and you're telling him that it's not appropriate, that he doesn't want to talk to you. Right. Now, CNN says, well, no, no, no. We only reported on the conversation about the possible report. We didn't release the the details all of BuzzFeed. They say they've got space. Well, both CNN uh, and BuzzFeed did kind of the same thing, uh, and this was sort of uh, elaborated upon in a, in a memo by Ben Smith, uh, editor-in-chief of BuzzFeed, where he you know, defended what they did, which is just basically release this unredacted report and say, you decide, um, never mind that you know, all of the BuzzFeed reporters were tweeting this out and um, imputing their you know, credibility as journalists with the, the report, regardless of whether or not you know, they should have done that and how it was framed. And what BuzzFeed Ben, as, as he's known on Twitter, <laughs> said was, this is the job of reporters in 2017. He's not wrong. This is the job of reporters in 2017, and the fact that they think that's their job should terrify you. Now, now, why? The uh, argument from the supporters uh, of uh, BuzzFeed, which really is the people who hate Donald Trump, is... Trump just says whatever he wants and he gets away with it. So, you know, we've thrown everything else that we threw this. We threw the kitchen sink at him. Might as well try the urinal. (laughs) Well, that is true to some extent. It's also true that many of the things that Trump has been accused of lying about were oftentimes media fabrications or media hyperbole or that there was a grain of truth there mm-hmm. that the media twisted and misrepresented. So I, I think it's unfair just to say that Trump lies all the time. There have been some egregious lies, certainly, like you know saying that Ted Cruz's dad was involved in right. the Kennedy assassination, that do not speak well of the man, and, and that should concern us all. But that's exactly why, if you're concerned about this tendency of Trump's, we need a credible and vigorous media, media reporting on what he says and the truth behind it. As it is now, like I, I'm terrified uh, because I'm. W- what happened here is I think CNN and BuzzFeed may have just made the entire Trump administration immune to scandal right. for the next several years. And, and I 
certainly don't want that. I don't think most Americans want that. I don't even think most Trump supporters want to be in a place where the media is incapable of calling out the president when he does something that is deliberately mendacious or deliberately scandalous. And, and it's your position that the media have already lost this fight, this fight about the Russian report. You know, It's interesting that NBC is reporting that Trump was never told about this addendum that came from a former MI6 guy who was doing opposition research for some Republicans. CNN reported that Trump knew the reason why that why they reported it, they said, is because, hey, you had a report given to you about this, Mr. Trump. That's the fact that we're hanging our coverage on. And now NBC reports, no, he was never told about it. Well, what's also troubling about this is the intelligence community's role in it. Um, because what happened here, the actual chain of events is, is similarly terrifying. So what happened is, is that some campaign operatives uh, in the Republican primary, uh, these are Republican campaign operatives, hired this ex-British spook to do some slapdash black bag job mm-hmm. attacking the front runner in the Republican race. This stuff happens in politics. We all know it does. We all, as political reporters, get shopped these salacious opposition research reports. And you have to be very careful about these opposition research reports because as far as the political operatives are concerned, what's important is just to get it out into the news cycle, whether or not it's true or not, that that does the damage. It's the old Lyndon Johnson saw about, you know, accusing a farmer of, you know, engage, being engaging in unnatural acts with his pigs. He says, you know, the only important thing is seeing the guy deny it. Right. And so that's their motivation. So this ridiculous report gets out with all this salacious, contradictory even, and easily unpro- um, easily disproven details. Um, and it's circulating for months among reporters. No one will go with it because it's so obviously unverifiable. Somehow the intelligence community picks this up and apparently does impute some sort of credibility uh, to this report and allegedly briefs, I think, Obama on this, who, who right. demurred, you know, about, you know, it, it being, you know, a, a big deal to him. And then the media uses that as their justification for putting it back into the news pipeline. Never mind that the information was and remains completely unverifiable and likely untrue. Um, whether that's revenge from the intelligence community or not, uh, I, I don't know. But it, it, again, it's another thing that should really terrify you about what's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, and this is what's interesting is that it's easy to go, that crazy Trump, He what's he doing, that crazy Trump? And yet some of the things that he said in Echo are, are, are showing some sparks of veracity, like the politicization of the intelligence community, which, look, Anything that has to do with government is going to have a certain level of political you know, activity. But we could be at a new moment now, and that's what? legitimately something to worry about. And also, the idea that the press have decided that it's they're not even in the pretend reporting business anymore. They are actually in a partisan—I wake up today, and my job is to stop Trump. Right. Whether that involves reporting, column writing, snarking— throwing bricks through windows, whatever. Making my job stuff is, up. Yeah, my job is just to stop Trump. And that's been Trump's complaint, is that the media have not even been trying to do journalism. Are these institutions, the intelligence community and the media, proving Trump is at least partially correct? Uh I think that's it. And I think this is a big part of Trump's appeal during the primaries, which is that Trump was the first guy in forever to come out and just openly say, look, the media have been weaponized Mm -hmm. and they do not like Republicans. They do not like middle America. They do not like your values. They're going to come after you every chance you get. And I'm going to be the guy that stands up and fights against that. And the more the media go after Trump, the more they prove that. Mm -hmm. Now, it's kind of this, you know, unfair, you know, snake eating its own tail way of, of looking. 
looking at things, but there's also a lot of truth in it. Um, and the more that you know Trump makes these accusations, and the more the media tries to disprove that Trump's a credible guy, the more they just end up making Trump's point. I and mean, we've got to get out of this death spiral. I mean, look, if we do believe that Russia's meddling in our elections, and we do believe we have all these problems uh, with the media establishment, you know, the the fundamental problem here is that foreign interests, as well as the cancer rotting our society from within, morally or otherwise, are trying to undermine all of our authority and all of our institutions that we mm. use to guide ourselves as a polity. That is terrifying. It's really, really scary. Like I, I don't want to sound alarmist, but like the last 24 <laughs> hours have made me really, really scared about the country that my kids are going to grow up in. Different from the previous 12 months? Um, it really kind of has taken it to the next level. I mean, this really is just astonishing to me that people ostensibly mm-hmm. in charge of multi-million dollar, you know, news organizations exactly. would exercise such a startling lack of judgment in, in a way that is so vindictive and obviously so. And just keep this in mind, the people who are inflicting this on there would be readers and viewers are the same people who just made a movie claiming that Dan Rather was the victim when he got caught with fake documents and making up fake news and that the good guys were the fake but accurate guys. So even pointing out that they've presented a story that should not be considered news, even pointing out that the evidence indicates that what they've said already is not true, that's not necessarily a problem for them because, hey, that's not their job anymore. No, but the problem is is that they believe their own lies. I mean, they're constantly rewriting or writing narratives mm-hmm. about you know actual factual events. And for most of America, there's this giant cognitive dissonance right. between what they're constantly being told and what they know to be true. And this produced Trump. I Absolutely. mean, and uh, uh, you know whether or not you know you like Trump or whether or not you support Trump. We need to be concerned about this. Um, I, you know, I, I, and more than that, you know, we should be tr- hoping that whoever is in power has a successful presidency. Um, and uh, uh, you know, gosh, going uh, the guy's not even president yet, and they're going out of their way to to destroy him this way. Uh, it's it's really hard to imagine four years of this. You know, I have this little glimmer of hope, this little faint voice inside me that says. It could happen. We could have the mainstream media establishment totally beclown themselves so that they have to go through a revolution and President Pence. (laughs) They could both happen. And, you know, that could be a happy ending to this otherwise bizarre and in many levels sordid tale. Uh, Mark Hemingway, I'm glad I broke my own rule and called upon you to join us here for the Weekly Standard Podcast. (laughs) Thanks. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. Better still, subscribe to us on iTunes, Weekly Standard. And while you're there, give us a five-star review. Let other people know you found a podcast that you enjoy listening to every day here at the Weekly Standard. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham.